Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. Whether it's fun, plush, or tough toys for heavy chewers, we spoil all the dogs. Subscribe now and get a free upgrade at BarkBox.com iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. With an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther. Right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Johnny from the Johnny Drinks Podcast. If you like what you hear, please feel free to share with a friend, leave a review, a little goes a long way. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Johnny Drinks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Johnny. I'm here with my father. This is John. And today's topic of discussion is going to be life's hardest moments and how to deal with them. Now, I think we start maybe easing our way in with the still not hard, but not the hardest, and then graduate towards what I think is going to be the hardest moment of your life. Okay. First one up is going to be the first time you move away, move out of your home, slash going away to college. Now, I'll give you my um, experience, and then you kind of share yours. And I think this is going to be helpful for anybody kind of going through it, or if you're apprehensive to go through it. So I was 18 years old. I was planning on playing football at South Virginia University up in Rhode Island, was very excited until I wasn't excited and turned out that my whole arm was pretty much um, useless and couldn't uh, play anymore. So I had to go up there injured. Now, let me paint the scene for you. I'm 18, 19 years old. I just went through a decent amount of surgery. I've been in a hospital for about a month. I couldn't lift weights. I was disheveled. It's probably about 150 pounds soaking wet, like just looked terrible. Terrible. confidence all-time low but it was like one of those like skinny fat kids sucked now i have to go up and play college football so this is my first experience seeing what i thought were monsters of men and i get there i have to get there early because of camp my, my mom is with me drops me off and i looked at her and almost wanted to say i'm going home i'm not staying here so i'm at camp i can't play and i remember i had to like film so i just little wake up like five in the morning and I'm in my bed one night. It was the first night. And this might have been the first time I ever called my mom first to be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I think that's when she knew something was wrong. I felt terrible. I felt scared. I felt insecure. 
I felt unsure about what I was supposed to be doing, very lost. Um, and I think those feelings and emotions, while you may not have gone through what I went through as far as like the circumstance, I'm not saying it's the worst one, you're probably still going to feel those things. So I felt very alone, but what tends to happen in life, and I think I reflect on it now is at my old age of 27, is when you're stuck in a troubled time, you realize that that feeling is not going to last that long. You're going to adapt relatively quickly. So I would say within a week or so, yeah, it still sucked. I, I hated having a film and not actually play, but I wasn't out afraid anymore. Right? You, you kind of meet friends and you, you adapt through those situations. But that was my first case of the feeling that I was so lost and alone and didn't know what to do so much so that I actually ended up leaving the school. It was just not where I needed to be. And then I had to go through being the new kid at college again and again. I went to like four different schools, but it was easier and easier every time I did it. And then finally found the place that I felt comfortable and happy and um, made the right decision. So right. that was the yeah my yeah. first time going to college. I think I handled it by just embracing that I can't leave. Like this, it, you're, you're stuck in this situation you better deal with it because you're not going to sit in your room and cry all day. So there is a moment of looking yourself in the mirror and saying you are better than the feelings you're feeling right now. Right. And that is a, a you know, listening to you share that as a parent, you know, my heart breaks because right. you don't want okay. your children to have to experience things like that. The loneliness, the mental check of sorts where you're actually probably a little depressed, right? Because you're not in the environment you want to be in and you want to get out and you don't know how, who to call, how to even take action. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard place. And the nighttime, I'm sure that's where all of these things creep in, right? Cause you have all mm -hmm. this time to think it's quiet. No one else is around. Um, I, I guess to your point, sort of expect some of that to happen. If you're someone who is going to, move away for college, move out for your first time on your own, um, get married, okay? Because I'm going to share with you kind of something similar. You're still moving out from your parents' house. So it goes in stages. You, you first probably leave your house when you have to go to school. And if you don't go to school, maybe go to the military. Maybe you don't go to the military. Maybe you just go get your own apartment and you leave, right? But right. that first step, that first move is very similar for a lot of people. The The next progression of sorts in the spirit of like, say, okay, now you get married. So I remember when I got, went through what you went through, going to college and laying in bed and being like, like, now what? Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay, you don't know what to do, but you figure it out and you surround yourself and you find people, hopefully, you know, you make some friends, that's always helpful. But this feeling will reproduce itself over and over again. And the more it happens, the better you are prepared to deal with it because your mind can reassociate that, oh, I already went through this. Right. So the next time's a little easier. I get married at 20, what I say, 27 years old, um, 20, 26 years old. And I remember laying in bed married like okay now what i'm married <laughs> well this is a, this is i own the house like oh boy life got real life got really really different and it hits you and how do you deal with it well you can run away you can mask it 
You could turn to alcohol. You could turn to drugs. Sure, right. you could do all that. You get those feelings away. But at the end of the day, they're still there. And so I think one of the things that I'm proud of you for coming out of it is that you stayed with it, but you didn't ignore your feelings. So you got out of the environment, but you didn't just run out. We right. finished out the semester, right? And then you transferred. All right, fine. That's good. You realize that wasn't the place you wanted to be. Not a problem. You were planted in the wrong soil. That's all it was. And then you find the right place from which you're going to grow. And then you ended up at Rowan and you were in the right soil and you, you grew into this beautiful, beautiful corn, <laughs> corn crop that we turned into bourbon. Yes. Yes. And even uh, even situations like that, you could start second guessing, oh, am I at the right spot? Right. But as long as you feel comfortable and, and embrace that it's part of your journey, I think you're going to be okay. And like you said, I, it's very important to condition yourself to say, we're not quitting because it got hard. Yeah, we're going to get through the semester because what you do, if I, if I left too early, now I'm going to continue on doing that sort of thing. If, if you start doubling and tripling down with, okay, it got hard, I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna keep consistent with that for the rest of your life. You're never going to finish anything if right. you can't finish the one thing because it got a little bit hard. Well, it, it'll be harder to finish anything because right. your, your mechanism, the way you're going to be wired is to just run from things. Well, that's why people are always like, oh, um, you know, school's not for me. I didn't learn anything in school and this and that. There's so much thing, there's so much that you learn from school that you really don't even know, right? Social skills, how to talk to people, how to finish things that you don't really want to do, how to do things with a process, like waking up and having a schedule and learning about mathematics when, yeah, is it going to apply to your real life? Probably not, but you're learning a new skill and you sat down and went through that journey of being able to do it. And you can now hang your hat on that. And I think people that leave school a little bit too early and are stuck in like this limbo stage will struggle with that sensation of I'm uncertain, I'm going to stop. And that's a hard thing to deal with. Right. But when's too early? How do, you, how, do you, how do you determine? I think you got to tell yourself, I don't care if the outcome is is any any better. I'm going to stick this out until it's done. Mm-hmm. Going to college, I don't care if getting this degree is going to benefit me at all. But the sake that I said I was going to do it and now and now I did it, that's going to benefit you. Okay. But but there's also, yeah, college is not for everybody. You know, education is not something that, you know, I, I think that you, you, you're right. That you reach wherever those crossroads are, I guess- the point is for me, understand you either go left or you go right. Going straight is still an option. So people hit the crossroad and they say, how do I get away from, I don't want to go straight. Okay, but straight's still an option. Know that going down that same road is still an option. You can go left, you can go right. And you can still go straight and maybe go a little further and say, Okay, well, no, go left or go right again. There's always an exit ramp, Mm. right? That road, you can always get off. The hardest part, though, sometimes is when you get off too early, you can't get back on sometimes. How do you deal with that as a a parent? When you see your kids struggling, but you sort of just, and you don't know what the best thing is for them. Nope, you don't know. All you can do is support and love and reinforce and leave the decision up to them, but contribute. What I just used as an example, I would say to, I just said it to to everyone, you're on the road. Think about what that means. There's potholes. Did you hit every pothole? That that stinks. That's going to bang up the rims on your car. But if you start opening your eyes and knowing there's potholes, go around one, go around two, find a way to slow down, go through the pothole. Don't go slamming it at 90 miles an hour. So 
this sounds like a simple thing to visualize, but it's not more complicated than, than that sometimes. Take a deep breath, understand this is part of the process. And that's what college is. It's a process. Right. Because when you go in at 18 and come out at the other side, 22, 23, whatever your starting age and ending age is, that's why you finish. You study finance. I study theater. You studied chemical engineering. You studied art. Okay, whatever. Those degrees don't apply to real life sometimes. Maybe Most of the time I find they don't at all. But you right. went through it. Maybe relationships, you finish tasks, you're, you're going to tell an employer by the fact that you did that, that you can finish something. Right. How do you as a parent treat that? Like there's something in life that you know your kid should stick out. Yeah. Do you force them to do something? I encourage, I would encourage, and I have encouraged and still today encourage all of my children to, to do the same thing, which is tomorrow the sun's going to come up going to be a new day it's a fresh start use it to your advantage time is your friend leverage it it's not always ideal and sometimes you feel like it's pounding down on you and the world is against you and you're running out of time no you're not running out of time you have time and use use moments of so listen new year's is a great restart for a lot of people what do they do i'm gonna go to the gym I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be better father, mother, brother. So I'm going to restart. Okay, that's good. And for some, they stay with it. Right. For some, it only lasts a couple of weeks, right? A birthday, fresh start. Some people look at birthdays as, wow, I'm getting older and I'm not accomplishing anything in my life. No, no, no. It's a fresh start. Use anything. Guess what? Monday morning is a fresh start, right? So... Use these moments the next day, any day. You had a horrible day. Good news is the sun is going to come up tomorrow. It may not be sunshine on you. maybe cloudy. It may be pouring. But you get to start over. You get a clean slate the next day. And anything you want to accomplish within reason, you can do. Okay, so what do you do when your kids are doing something that... You just encourage them. That I think that's all I would. That's all I would suggest to do is that. So everyone has so to. So you never put pressure on, on 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 your kid to do no. something if they don't want to do it. Would I, did I tell you you had to stay at Salve Regina? No, I didn't say no, no, no. You're staying there. I'm trying to think. If there's anything you told, you like forced me that I had to do? Well, yeah. Think of something because I, I I honestly don't know anything that I would have said you have to do. I would encourage you to finish if you left Salve. Day one, week one, I would have said, hold on, you got to, come on, you got to give this a chance. You left, I was more than happy. If you called up two weeks into it and said, I'm coming home, I'd say, come home. Yeah, come home, really come home, and now let's figure out and let, let, that, let that process itself. And then you make the decision, do you want to go back? Because you could, as long as you go sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, even like with sports, you never, I mean, when I was going to quit, you never forced me to stay and whatever. No. I would say- You're a junior, your junior year. You yeah. wanted to quit football. Yeah. You came to me, right? Came to me after all the summer workouts and all stuff. You said, I don't want to play anymore. I'm like, why? 
You remember that conversation? Yeah, of course. Okay, so well, what did I do? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say to you, "You better get your ass back." I think over you convinced there. me to say, "Give it one more week." Yeah, and what happened? I started it. Yeah. Why? Because the guy in front of you broke his hand. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why. How about that? You were going to quit something you loved that you played as a sport your young life. Yeah. And as a junior, and as a junior year, the week before the first game, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got all this gear. I'm all val. I'm all. I'm all. I'm, all, par- with the I'm all parented up. But I had a pennant. I, I had a pennant in my hand and a and Your a hat and paint. his jersey on. Eye black. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. But, but th- that was such a credit to you. And to what life does. Well, I think you handled it. You you handled it well. And you said, look, at the end of the day, you can do what you want. Give me one more week. Like, just give me a week of playing. If you don't want to play after that, then you can right. you can stop. Because if you came in my room and were furious and like, you're not quitting football, you're staying in. Right. I might have even played, but I would have been pissed off about it. Right. Or whatever it was. Like, so I think you handled that pretty well. And I think maybe even like Stu Knight, it was probably the most pushback you've ever given me with stopping something. Um. Like when I'm, I, I had my first tech startup out of college mm-hmm. that was going, I mean, ups and downs was going well at certain points was going not so well. I think I learned a tremendous amount. I wouldn't regret, I don't regret doing that ever. Um, but there was a point where this was going really well and I had to just abandon ship and say, this is what's right. best for me. And I think the, the way I went about it was very abrupt and you handled it and said, what do you, why would you stop doing something mm-hmm. just for no reason? And I don't think I gave I don't think I gave you enough reason right. for me no, to stop. You didn't because I didn't realize what the value proposition was of content creation. Right, you had no clue. No. Yeah. Which so now I understand that better today, and, and you're right. So that communication piece would have been helpful. Right. right so that's one of life's challenges, yeah. obstacles. What What else is number right? two? Number two is going to be getting fired from a job. Who the hell's ever been fired? Have you uh, ever been fired? Yeah. When? Several times. I feel like, have I ever been fired? So the technical, so that, how could you, you've never worked for anybody. Oh yeah. You can't get fired. I, I could have, I could have got fired from catting. I got sent home. No, you were self-employed and you didn't show up again. So you were just, that's, that's No, you, I, I was told to you're leave. You deciding. <laughs> for I, for I, a I stint, know. I had to, I was suspended. Okay. Remember I got in a fight and then I had to. Yeah, leave. that's different. You got into a little disagreement with somebody. I guess that's a little fine. bit different than getting fired. Yeah, I don't so, think I ever. I quit Applebee's. I worked for, what do you mean? I, what do you mean at work? I worked for Applebee's for two weeks like this. Wait, what, what did I have to say? Yeah. Uh, table for one or two. Yeah. It was something like that. No. It was, yeah. You were trying to be a host. Hey guys, welcome to Applebee's. Hey guys, welcome How to Applebee's. Many? I'm Johnny. Here's my name badge. It's literally what I had to say. And you said, I don't want to do it anymore. And then I would say, can I recommend you some of the special cocktails of the week? And then nobody would answer me. And then I would walk on the table. Right. Yeah. And then I quit. All right. So you didn't get fired. The point is fired. You asked me if I got fired. The answer is yes. Now, that may seem like, well, how? But things happen. Business, institutions, people you work for have to make hard decisions. And there's some decisions that are made with a bigger view in mind. And so you got to deal with that. When was the first time you've been fired? How were you? Well, the, the first time was, uh, I think it was 2019, maybe? Probably 2019. Oh, recently? Yeah. 17, yeah, I think it was 2019. And it was, again, a restructure, basically. Um, hired for one purpose, didn't work out in 
their minds, which is fine. And, and so that position was eliminated. And in turn, I went. How do you feel about how they handled? I, I think they handled it poorly because they hired me for that position right. and recruited me and brought me over for a reason. Yet then they weren't ready to let the horse out of the stable, which means let, let me do what you hired me for. And that's okay because things change. How'd you feel? I, I was like a little, a little slighted. I felt like there was um, probably a better way to handle it than over the telephone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, your, your position has been eliminated. Like, what? I'm on my way to an appointment to go <laughs> sell what we're doing. No problem. So that was far from ideal. Point is, I had two options. Cry. I don't know, pity party myself. Uh, I don't deal with all the emotions that are rejection and get angry and, and, and back and, and, you know, lash back out. Okay, sure. That all goes through your head. Fight back. I let cooler heads prevail. I have a rule, 24 hour cool. My own personal rule. Anytime and, and in an ideal situations when it works, it works. Because if I give myself 24 hours to think through what my response might be or, my response might be, or my reaction's going to be, or the actions are going to be, I have a better chance of it turning out to my benefit. Right. Well, now let me ask you, because thankfully you haven't been through this, but getting fired and now being put in, put in a position where you're financially screwed, do you have any friends that, or people you've talked to that have experienced this? Like sure. they got fired and like, oh, yeah. holy shit. Oh, it's listen, don't think for a second. When you have an income stream and you lose that. Right. I'm not saying it didn't yeah, affect it, you. It affects you. But I'm you, saying You like, need to regroup and figure out how you're going to make up for that real sure. quick. And totally valid. I'm not dismissing that. But have you dealt with other people that when they lost their job, it was almost like. Yeah. They were, again, they wear it on their. People are different. And again, I, I'm not professing when we share these stories that I know everything, that this is the way you should handle the situation. And I'm not, you know, this is just me. This is how I. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. This is how I compartmentalize and break things down so that I can better understand what my next move needs to be. Right. Other people wear it on their sleeve. They wallow in that. They're more willing to talk about all the reasons why the company did them wrong, then maybe saying, all right, well, maybe you didn't do something right. right. What are you going to do better? What do you, where are you going to look next and make it better for yourself? So again, the sun comes up, you get a clean slate, start over, take from that conversation you may have with your previous employer, what wasn't right. If they're honest and they said, you didn't do your job, then maybe you didn't do your job. Right. Or if they say, hey, it's a downsizing for these reasons and the company can't afford, okay, then maybe that's all it was. So what, what I'm gathering, again, because I haven't been through it, is it's not, it may feel like the end of the world and holy shit, what do I do now? But it's really not. And there's no, I mean, like a shortage of jobs. You you should be able to find another job. if you're Well, the, the market today is very different. There is a shortage of jobs. There There, there is different moments in in environmental and economic times that are going to affect what's available today's right, market today's right. marketplace no there's not interest rates real estate is well, different. It, and what you do 
Yeah, in right. my specific right. field. In your specific so field. it is very challenging right now. So yeah, you know, listen, nothing is as bad as death. We know death is the end. That's it. There's nothing worse. So okay, if I'm still alive, okay, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. Yeah. I got my faculties, my my brain, my my hands, my feet. I'll figure it out. Yeah. We can figure it out. Very true. All right, that's a good. That was a good second point. So the third, one of the one of the hardest moments of life is going to be. Well, let's get into it after this quick commercial break. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for you your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We are back with the John Hendricks podcast talking about life's hardest moments and how to handle them. Moment number three is going to be handling a breakup. Oh, wow. I've never. Heartbreak. I've never been have broken ever, up Have you ever felt heartbreak? Yes, I have. How old are you? First time. Uh, well, the first time was in high school because that was the first real really? serious. Yeah, when I was in middle school and you're playing, you know, kissy kiss and footsy foot stuff, whatever they, whatever we called it back then. Who called it? That? We, we we what did we call it when you were? They, know, it man. wasn't dating. We called it hooking up. Does that make sense? Was it hooking up in middle school? It makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I forget. Wait, that was your first so, first time was high school. High school. Mine was middle school because I cared. I, I liked cared, the girl. I cared in fifth grade. Alexa Altiro broke my heart. Oh. Yeah. Where's she today? She's married. To Josh so's, Freeman. So's the one else. So it's funny. The girl that broke up with me in high school married is married to the guy still today. It's so funny. So that's that, cool. Like yeah, she, that's she, good. That, that, but that's, that could have been I'm you. Perfectly. Well, no, I don't think it would have been me. That's I, my point. It's like, thank God it wasn't. 
Yeah, right. Because I went away to school and I was going to do that anyway. But so anyway, so that's that was the first. But heartbreak is is like any other rejection. We just talked a little bit about losing a job. That's heartbreak. There's yep. an emotional connection there. Well, what do you mean you're firing me? What do you mean you're breaking up with me? It's a shot to the ego. I, I, I'm doing everything right. Yeah, maybe you're not. That's what I noticed. Well, I think again, it, like you said, when you're younger, you get broken up with. It's like you don't know what you're going through. You've never done it before. So you cry and this and that, but you don't really understand reasons and how to combat that. But as you age, I think heartbreak becomes a little bit, not not easier, but you understand certain things maybe a little bit more unless you don't. Like, so I've never been through crazy heartbreak and I'm only laughing because I have to send, <laughs> I have to send the clip to the girl who will remain nameless, who broke my heart in high school. Um <laughs> You, you start to like take a step back. And if it's the first time, you're like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? It's anger, it's jealousy, it's I want to run through a wall. But you reflect on it, you're like, that was so silly for me to even be, feel like that at 17 years old. Well, it's selfish. Yes. It is a bit selfish. And that's okay, because everyone deserves at some point to worry. Just worry about yourself. You can cry it out. You can have a pity party for yourself. You yeah. can do all that. No one's a robot. Selfish how? Um, in that you... You blame the other person totally for right, okay. the, you blame the company for firing you. You mm-hmm. blame the person for breaking up with you. That you did again. You did everything right. That's being selfish. You're, there's no way you do everything right. So understand that the heartache and heart from the breakup is normal, and it's okay. You could cry yourself to sleep. You oh, can have. God. You can have. Did the, you cry over a girl p- before? Pity party. Yeah, of course. In high school. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course I'm, you're not human. Couldn't I don't be think. me. Can Say you that. can you can you really go through something like that and not, you know, have that emotion and feel that way? I mean, you don't no, have to ball your eyes out, but there's some tearing up and there's some emotion and you're gonna you're gonna experience it. Crying over girls, yeah, it does suck because like it's like what am I crying over? Some yeah, but then you know then you come out of it and you call your buddy and they calls you up and you go out and you have a beer and you. You tell him your pity, how many times I've been on the other side of listening to my friends. Oh, my God. Especially my one friend. Who? Uncle Steve. Oh, he's a lover. Oh, my God. He's got a big heart. Oh, my God. He cried. He's so great. But now, but look what he found. He found a great No, no. That's exactly right. So, you know. Yeah, high school is, I'm trying to think. I never got, I didn't get broken up with from her, but I broke up with her. And my shock was when I would try to get back with her. And she was like, no. And then she broke my heart several times by like kind of being together and then sort of breaking up. And there were moments in time where I would sit up and be like, this girl's driving me crazy mm. because she'll go out to parties and wear things that I didn't want to wearing because I was 19 years old and mm-hmm. she did anyway. Okay. Well, so again, we, we understand, but, but we understand that, that these are things, these are some of life's challenges. These are not ideal situations, but part of your growth and your evolution, you have to go through these. Right, because I think it's normal. It it is very normal, and I know we're kind of like joking around with heartbreak, but think about it from a standpoint of if you're dating somebody for four years, you're living together, and then now all of a sudden, for some reason, yeah. you have this epiphany moment that this isn't the right one for you forever, or maybe they cheat. Like that would be a shot to your life. That's like, what do I do now? Yep. Like nothing else really matters because you're so used to having one person. The analogy I gave is like it really is like a death like you have to treat it like that person is dead to your life but they're still alive and that's a very hard it's almost like being like my grandma's passed away 
but I can still access her if I really, really wanted to. Right. And you can, but you can't. You're not allowed. You really shouldn't be doing it. No, it's, it's a hard, that's tough. That's hard tough. balance. Yeah, well, again, you you uh, you can certainly say they're dead to me, yeah. But and they're not. And if that helps you get through some closure, okay, fine. But understand that that's again going to just take time to put it in its place. And it's not so terrible, I, I think, to just totally lose communication. But you can't hate on unless there's a good reason. Like someone, like I don't know, stole from you. You know, misrepresented completely who they were, catfished you. Okay, we're talking cheated on you. Different levels. Yeah, cheated on you, stole money. What uh, was a drunk? Was a gambler? What? Th- those are different yeah. levels of this, and there there are there's really no room for for some of those things in your life. You should never accept and tolerate that. How many girlfriends have you had? Um, two. Two. Counting mom. Yeah. Wow. I, I never had a lot of girlfriends, Sean. I, I really didn't. I mean, I've, no. You know, that that's interesting because I read a study about the percentage of successful and happy marriages and the correlation between the amount of partners each individual, each individual has had. So the more partners, the less chance they're going to have a successful marriage. So I think it's like- Oh, really? That's that, that, what they say is like essentially- I guess, again, if you start playing this opportunity cost game, if you have a hundred people that you can reflect on and make, well, so-and-so was so much better than her. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's like anything else. I, I, I mean, but if you bounce around from job to job to job, right? are you any less successful maybe than that? I don't know. So so some of this is experience. Uh, having one, two, 10, a hundred girlfriends, does it get you closer, further away from what you really want? I, I don't know. You know, the experiences have to be there. You have to interact with other people. I didn't only interact with two people. I've had other people. Right. No, of course. That, right. But I but I wasn't, I think, um, you know, just personally that deep in. But I think that's the point is like you didn't until it was real serious, let yourself go because essentially that's what a relationship is. Like you are you are breaking your walls down and saying, I'm gonna now allow this person to hurt me and it's okay. Yeah, you have to. Right. You have to surrender and let yourself let yourself go and say, all right, all my concerns are are there and they're maybe real, but I can't let them prevent me from moving forward and through, right? And discovering what else this person might bring as value. Right. So all right, well, how do we how do we combat heartbreak? What have you noticed has worked the best? Time. That's it. I it, I think it's it's like anything else, it's time. It's being able to process and put in true context that it's not the end of the world. Mm. No one died. This is this is part of life and growing, and I'm going to figure it out. And so pull up your bootstraps. Next day's here. Do something different. Go out, meet new people. Be open to yeah. the friend, the family that says, you know, I want to introduce you to a friend at work. I told you this six months ago. Maybe now. All right, let's go. Hmm. Right? I think my number one advice, and again, I haven't got through too many girlfriends or heartbreak really, but it would be to surround yourself with, we go back to the friendship stuff, like your best of friends that make you feel like a five. Because when you go through a breakup or maybe even a girl just saying, hey, I'm not interested in you. It is a crazy, crazy shot to the ego. And now you don't move the same throughout life. Like the confidence that you once carried, you're walking around a little bit slower with your head down and you speak to people differently. Like you got to get reminded by somebody else. Like you're still that guy. Yep, yep. And so if it takes you having great conversation with them and maybe breaking down those walls, 
with your friend again for him to tell you, hey, look, man, you're the same person. She's not going to affect you, this, this, and that. And then maybe go out, like you said, have a good time. Just as that reminder of who you are as a person, that'd be my recommendation. Well, these are all mindsets. This is all mindset. You have to have the right mindset going into it to come out of it. Right. Girls will drive you crazy, though. Women are a reason for a lot of world, a lot of worries, a lot of world problems, a lot of wars. That's right. Amen to that, brother. Uh, all right. Well, problem number four is going to be the transition is real death, right? A death yeah. of a family member or somebody extremely close to you. Right. All right. So let, let's, we could talk about that piece of it, the emotional piece and how you, I guess, come out of that. But I also want to ask you, someone passes away in your world. It doesn't have to be a parent, a grandparent, an immediate family member, but just in general, uh, your friend's mother, right? They pass away. What do you do? How do you handle that situation? Well, I mean, honestly, it's one of the hardest situations to handle for a couple of reasons. Number one, everybody's different. So some people may want you to be there and they're very open to that. And then other people are very closed off. So it's like, how much of a balance do you want to play of like, hey, let's openly talk about this stuff versus mm -hmm. let's get your mind off it. And I think you, you do have to like play the game of mirroring this individual because it may be that they do want to talk, but they're not ready for it yet. Because when you lose somebody like a family member or a mom and a dad, I can't relate to that, right. but it is an extreme shock. And I've seen my friends go through that have lost, you know, parents, mm -hmm. the crazy shock period that they don't even, they can't even, you know, um, register what just happened. So they're not ready for those emotional breakdown conversations yet. And then they hit this like crazy break point where they, it's like, holy shit, he is gone forever or she is gone forever. And maybe that's when you're ready to just sit down and listen. And I think that's probably the best thing you can do is why would I, I would never try to give advice to somebody who just lost a parent when I haven't lost a parent. Like right. that, that, that seems ridiculous to me. So all I can do all is right. sit back and listen to you and really, really try to feel empathy towards what you're doing or what you're going through and try my best to get you out of that. Okay, so real life challenge, real world experience. Everyone will go through this. That was a great way of summarizing, I guess, some of what in the example your close friend might be going through and how to handle it. All right. Do you go to the wake? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You go to the funeral? My close friend? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Do you offer anything else in terms of support? I think you offer whatever you the, I think the problem is like, what are you gonna give them flowers? And then the other thing is like, they're not gonna ask for things unless they do. And then of course you're there for it. Mm -hmm. So I think the best thing you can offer is I'm assuming your time, just being okay. there for them. And maybe they're not asking you to hang out, but hey, let's go sit and watch a movie or let's just go grab some food. Okay. It doesn't have to be going out, getting drunk, but I'm there for you. All right, so that's a close friend. So now let's right. say it's a high school friend, not close. But I'll definitely reach out and say something. Okay. So sorry for your loss. And you, again, that's a that's an awkward conversation. You don't really know what to say. It is awkward. And that's, this is why I'm bringing this up because here, here's some of the things that the way you'll handle and manage uh, through, through life, things you can do. Yes, if it's a close friend, you want to be there, you want to call, you want to talk, they may not want to talk, great point. You should participate and go to the wake, the funeral. If they're Jewish, you sit shiva. Um, if they're not going to do anything, they want to do a celebration of life, you should go to the celebration of life. Whatever the venue is, 
if you can, if you're around, you should go. Why? Because that shows your support that for that person. Right. Right. If you can't go, or even if you can go plan A, plan B, what else can you do? Like what, what do you think you can do additionally to show your support if you physically can't be there? I mean, I guess sending cards and flowers and things like that at the okay. funeral. Okay. Um, and, and so here's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you through this. Because a lot of the younger people that default to the phone and they give the prayer emoji and they say my condolences and they think that's it. That's not it. Like, th- that's nice. And you you can default to that immediately because it's quick. Someone posts, I lost my loved one, condolences, family, I got that. But if you're really someone who cares about that person, there's other things you can do. Yeah, you can send flowers. You could ask if there's a foundation that the family supports, right? Uh, they died of cancer, so support the Cancer Foundation. Make a donation, right? There's food you can offer to have sent to the house. There's food that you can offer to have sent to the spouse, right? So it's a mother maybe that passed away from one of your high school friends, but the father's still alive. Well, you could send some food to the father's house. You could help and host some of these other things that are going to go on in the celebration of life. So I, I, I share this with you because a lot of younger people don't understand what you can do. You can send a mass card for $15. You can go find out where they passed away from, what their temple may have been, what their church may have been, their their their, their house of faith. There's always something that, that you can do to show a little additional consideration. They will appreciate it, right. and you will feel like, okay, good, I that's a good point. I, th- I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's the, the, the hardest challenge is like, you want to do something, you don't know what to do. Yep. So there are little things like you just mentioned about everything going on and involved with setting up the funeral. If you yep. can help financially, yeah. if you can help with food, like there's that's little it. stuff that you may not even think it's a big deal, but on the other end, they're remembering that sort of stuff. And I think the biggest thing for me, what I always try to do is realize that Time can go on for everybody else, but it's not going to go on for them. Yeah. You lose a father at a young age, you're stuck with that forever, right? So my friend, Joey, who lost his dad, yeah. we were 16 or whatever it was. It was terrible. I remember it was terrible and we went through it and embraced, you know, whatever. And we had to, we were there from, and the entire town was like super supportive. Very. But I'll still check in. Like, there's still things that I realize, like, holy shit, now he's 26 years old yeah. and he hasn't had a father to father him for the last 10 years. So every year that he posts, you know, the 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 day, I try to at least reach out and, and see mm-hmm. how you're feeling. Because yeah. we may think life goes on and our lives are fine, yeah. but you don't know how that makes him feel. And I'm sure it doesn't feel like it did the first day, but it's still something that he has to go through and having the support of people that are going to continue to reach out and check in, yeah. I think is super important. Yeah, yeah there's, there's always something you can do. I, I guess my point in dealing with one of the greatest, it's probably the greatest life challenge is death. Right. I gave a few examples of things you can do. Um, there's no substitution for just being there physically, emotionally, phone call, being around them, saying to them, hey, when the dust settles, we're going out. I'm going to take you out. I want to grab lunch. I want to grab a cup of coffee. Right. I don't mean just go out and go to a bar, but you know, there's, there's 
things you can do, and I think oftentimes today because the lack of not knowing what to do is you do nothing. Well, not knowing what to do, you shouldn't do nothing and just think that because you do an emoji that that satisfied something, right? Right, yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's right. the constant check-in um, yeah. on these people. And yeah, sure. it's it's hard. I, um, yeah, like even re- like recently with, with, you start to like think little things here and there about what you could have done differently and better for not only the person that has passed, but the people that are supporting them and, or that are truly affected by that. Yeah. Cause I might, I don't, I haven't had anybody in my life except for Jane who was like right. impacted me personally, but I'm only impacted personally because of the people that are around me. Like right. that's mom's best friend. That wasn't right. my best friend. Right, 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 right. And so I have to do a good job with remembrance of making sure that mom's okay and her name lives on all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and you should be proud and celebrate. Right, exactly. Um, you should also take time before it comes to that. Like, you know right. if, you know if you haven't called your mom, called your dad. Exactly. So, I mean, listen, I owe my father, so say, I owe my father a phone call. I keep getting, I talked to my mother today, but I didn't talk to him. Yeah. I meant to call him, but then another phone call came in and then we got here. So anyway, you, you know where you need to put your energy and effort. You know when you're blowing somebody off or blowing something off that you should do. Totally. Make a note of it before it becomes this tragic, unfortunate situation. And now you're going to awake and you're like just going through the motion. Yeah. Well, you should have maybe been there. That would have been nice too. If you're part of a part of this goes back to the friendship podcast that we did several weeks ago Today. right we did we did podcast on friendships and relationships you, you want to be a good friend you want to get good friends be a good friend you want to have friends around you these are all things that are believe me important you will remember right. the people that go out of their way to show up to do something to express how they feel yeah right? yeah and the, and the fifth and final one which was going to be you know, related to the death of yourself. I don't want to get into too much of like what I'm going to do to prepare. The death of myself, what? Yeah, it's like the inevitable. It's like the last thing on the to-do list, right? Is like, is death of yourself. And that's the hardest thing to handle to realize that. But I think it really just boils down for me personally. And when you go through life and you get a little bit older, Mm. it's just the appreciation for every day and living as if, it's almost like a blessing that we know it's going to end one day because you do live with a sense of, urgency and purpose like get up and get excited that you have this opportunity like you said you got you're you're alive today you're healthy today you don't need a reason to reach out to these individuals like just because your parent your grandparents a little bit closer to that end than maybe you think you are doesn't mean that you should treat them differently you treat everybody like that yeah you should treat yourself like you never know when the end is going to be yeah i feel like we we should call my father call right now i don't have my phone We'll that's something I feel like after this, I'm going to call him because Good. you know what? He, he's at an age 93 where I'm certain he thinks about death every day, if not more than once a day. Right. I wonder what that's like. I, he's expressed that to me. And I'm like, dad, you feel good? Yeah. You feel, well, you know, and, and, and these are, again, this is a gift. Aging is a gift. Right. Your mortality and when you think you're going to expire does creep in, I guess, at some point. I, I'm not there, and and he is probably there because he's expressed it. And, you know, it's like what's left to do. He's not busy as he once was, right? He's 
saying lonely is um, a, a way a way to categorize it, but it probably is. But that's because he, ref- you know, again, in my dad's case, he refused to go to a uh, a home, a housing, uh, nursing home, mm-hmm. not even nursing home, a, uh, a senior living community. He refused because he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it. Right. Okay. So now this is a product of some of the decisions that he's made. Uh, all not, not again. It is what it is, and now I owe him all the more reason to make sure I call him today. Yeah. Well, I don't want to end this on a morbid note. I think, again, it's just you should appreciate life, your own life, every single day as if it could be the last day, and everybody else's life, right? If it's your mom, if it's a grandparent, if it's a friend, sick or not, treat them as if you know you never know. So yeah, be appreciative and supportive. It's, it's perfectly fine to tell somebody you love them it is. Yep. And, and let them know that they made your day special because uh yeah they they may have they may have said something positive to you so thank them for it but anyway this is hopefully something you guys found of value Um, life is going to continue to change and evolve and put in front of you less than comfortable situations just know time is your friend it's to your benefit use it and things always have a way of working themselves out this too this too shall pass This too shall pass. That's it for today, everybody. Like, subscribe, share. Cheers. Cheers. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T dot com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I'm Laura Kelly, Democratic Governor of Kansas. And I'm Mike Parson, Republican Governor of Missouri. We probably don't agree on much. But regardless, we're committed to disagreeing better. Like in 2019, when we came together to end the Kansas City Economic Border War. As the 2024 election cycle heats up, we hope to speak for the entire country and say, We don't always have to agree, but we can learn to disagree better. A message from the National Governors Association. 